Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Alongside former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by A.J. Hawk, the former NFL linebacker, Super Bowl champion, now a host on Sirius XM's NFL channel. A.J., we appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing well. It must have been a nice day for you yesterday as you found out that the Big Ten was going to be playing some football again this fall. What was your reaction to that news? Uh, well, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised, I guess. I, I live in, in Columbus, Ohio, so I've been right in the heart of it. If, uh, you know, all of the, the the people that are calling for football to come back in the Big Ten. So I think everyone was, was definitely optimistic that we were going to get good news um, yesterday. But I think until it was – official no one truly believed it. they were always worried that someone's going to come take it at the last minute and they were going to reverse course and not uh not open it back up but yeah hopefully they can make it happen and everything goes off without a hitch as a little bit of a follow-up on that aj if you when you were at ohio state had the opportunity to play i mean the majority of their games this year are going to be within the big 10 and the sec is doing exclusively sec conference games would you have liked that as a player instead of going up against some of these like Northeast Carolina tech in the beginning of the season? Would you prefer this style of a schedule? Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, the thing is, yeah, you might have some of those, uh, some of those less desirable games early in the year. Um, but I remember my, my senior year, I think the second game of the year, we played Texas with Vince Young was there and they're rolling and they came in at night game and, ended up beating us and it was an awesome atmosphere. I wish we would have won, but I wouldn't want to take those type of games away, but who knows? Maybe we'll see um, kind of the scheduling morph uh, in the coming years because of what they're doing this year. So we are talking with AJ Hawk, former NFL linebacker, Super Bowl champion and host of Sirius XM's NFL channel. Tonight we got Bengals versus the Browns, AJ, and you're out there in Ohio. What is the temperature right now with what's going on with the Browns and what was obviously a disappointing week one for them and especially for Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I'd, I'd say um, this year was weird for, for Cleveland because last year there was so much hope, so much, so many expectations placed on them, and obviously it didn't, did not live up to that. So Stefanski comes in, I feel like they've kind of – Flown under the radar for the most part, and people have kind of tempered their their expectations for the Browns. So I think tonight's really a pivotal game for them. I understand it's only the second game of the season, but if you think about the Bengals, everyone feels pretty good about what Joe Burrow did in his opener. They feel like the Bengals could definitely win some games. They probably should have definitely had a chance to win their last game if their kicker doesn't catch a cramp at a bad time. Um, but I think for the Browns, people are looking at them and wondering, like, okay, what's 
what's wrong with this team? Like, are we going to have to figure out a, a new quarterback situation eventually if it continues to go this way? So I think tonight the Browns could really, I guess, relieve a little bit of pressure if they could find a way to, to get a, a victory and to make it look good. All right, a lot of buzz around Tom Brady and his move to the Buccaneers and certainly a lot of buzz after the first week that it didn't go so well for for Big Tom down there. Uh, moving forward, though, what are your thoughts on it? it will, will he find his stride down there, or, or do you think this could be more to come for Tom Brady? No, I think he'll, he'll find his stride. I think he's just too good to uh, to continue to, to play the way that, that he and the rest of the offense really did week one uh i mean everyone knows that bruce arians when you step into his system that he and byron leftwich are, are running there like it's tough to not throw a lot of interceptions your first year in that system they like to push the ball down the field and you saw some miscommunication uh on some of the interceptions that tom threw and you know then there's another crisis oh is the head coach calling out tom or is he calling out the receiver oh and then he's backtracking and saying no one of them's on tom one's on the receiver like the, the stuff that's going on i think it's just it's an example of how everything is magnified when Tom Brady and Gronk are in town and guys that have done so much in the league. But, no, I think they're going to be all right. And they were playing a heck of a football team in the Saints, too, week one. So it was not an easy uh, start for them. But you, you would hope that they, this next game they rebound and, and give everybody uh, some more hope, I guess, in Tampa. We're talking with A.J. Hawk here on 101 ESPN. A.J., you played with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. You saw him when he was in the middle of his prime, when he was doing things, I I think playing the position as well as we've ever seen it played. What did you make of what we saw from him again in week one? Because that looked like the Aaron Rodgers that you played with back in the day, more so than the guy that we saw a year ago. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't surprised at all. I, I I sat next to him in our team meetings for nine straight years. And when I first got to Green Bay, I played my first two years with Brett Favre at the helm. So Aaron was the backup quarterback, and he was absolutely lighting us up defensively when he would be running the scout team. So I've known how great he is for a long time. I wasn't surprised at all, really. Um, it seems like a lot of times once that offense and once Aaron gets in that rhythm, you can tell early on in the game, like, okay, it's going to be a long day for that defense. And my wife and I, we had the game on, and we're just – going about the house with the kids and stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, well, Aaron's playing well again. I'm like, yeah, you know, of course. And that's in, like, the second quarter. And you know he's going to continue and just going to get better and better. And with that snowball going downhill, I feel like if you were the Vikings, you felt like you couldn't do anything to stop him. AJ, hey, do, uh, do you think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder now? Do you think he's playing with something that he wants to prove that you don't need to be drafting a quarterback in the first round <laughs> behind me to nip at my heels type thing? Oh, I'm sure there's there's stuff deep down that, yeah, he, he uses to, to have a, a chip on his shoulder, especially with how weird the whole first night of the draft was. And then you go and you look at the rest of Green Bay's draft, and they don't uh, they don't address the receiver position, really. They, they, they make a lot of picks that should hopefully help the team down the road, but not right now, current day. So I'm sure he does. He's handled it beautifully, and he's saying all the right things and doing all the right things and been a great teammate. But, yeah, I, I, everyone has to – figure out what motivates them the most and hey that'd be pretty easy i think to, to use that as some motivation but i think also he probably wants to to prove prove them right to prove himself right like no i still have it i still i still can play at a very very high level and he showed that week one aj you mentioned how he used to light you guys up in practice as the backup quarterback do you have a story or anything that you remember when you were like, oh, my God, this Aaron Rodgers guy, I know he's behind Brett Favre right now, but this guy's going to be incredible. Do you have a story that you can remember from that? It's hard to to narrow it down to one specific one, but, I, I mean, 
uh, I remember so many times. So after practice in the NFL, you get done with practice, whatever time it is, you have about 15 minutes, get your pads off, and then you, you break up and you meet individually with your coach. So inside backers, we'd go meet with our linebacker coach, and we'd spend about an hour, and we would watch practice that we just got off the field doing. And it seems like two or three times a week, our linebacker coach, would we'd be watching something, and Aaron would just drop a dime, like a 50-yard rope right over the shoulder or sneak <laughs> one in somehow. And my linebacker coach would just – he wouldn't say a word. He would just run it back and forward. He would just keep reversing for reverse forward, <laughs> and just show these throws that Aaron would make. And he'd sit there, and then he would just like, mm-hmm, okay, and we'd just move on. And everyone was just in awe of what he could do. So that happened all the time. All right, AJ, my buddy here, my co-host, is a massive Kansas City Chiefs fan. And, you know, obviously in the AFC, they're going to be the favorite. Now, I'm looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers with Big Ben back under center, and it took him a little while to get the big boy going there in, in week one, but he ended up looking really good. And then really my question is, their front line on defense, are, is that enough to cause problems for someone like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs if they get to get, you know, head-to-head in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing the Steelers have going for them, that their defense can play, and they can get after the quarterback. So that's huge. And there's no real way to, to stop Patrick Mahomes and all of the weapons that they have on offense. But, I mean, that's, that's always the answer when you have a guy that's an absolute stud like the only thing you can try is, hey, we got to get pressure on him. Let's make this guy feel uncomfortable. Let's try to confuse him a little bit pre-snap. And do we have the guys that can win the one-on-one matchups when we get when we have those? And can we get to the quarterback? So, yeah, I think the Steelers. I'm not saying they're better than the Chiefs or anything, but I think having Big Ben back and like you said, it may have taken a little bit for him to get going. But once he did, he looked good, and their defense played well all night. I think the Steelers are in a good position. I think they're also in a good spot that people are kind of they're kind of flying under the radar because Baltimore and all that they can do and Lamar Jackson and how, how electric that offense is. People aren't really talking about the Steelers as much, and I think they probably love that. They're in a good spot. AJ, as a former defensive player yourself, and you brought up the Chiefs a little bit, is there a game plan to try to slow down this offense? Like, what do you do if you're going up against that Chiefs offense right now and they add in the running back, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who we saw last week look so good? What do you do to try to slow them down? I mean, I, I guess you. Uh, a lot of times you got to find a way to t- try to take away one of their studs. Like usually, a team will have one guy on offense that's a game changer. Like say it's a receiver or a back, and you say, "All right, let's not let this guy beat us." I mean, you can't really do that with the Chiefs. They have too many weapons everywhere you look in all levels too. Tight ends, receivers, running backs. They put receivers in the backfield. They run little ghost motion re- reverses. They set stuff up for later. They have a great screen game. So I, I would honestly, I would, you might just have to try to pick somebody. Okay, today Tyreek Hill, hopefully he's not going to beat us. We're going to always make sure we have someone over top and don't let him beat us deep. Oh, but by the way, Travis Kelsey can catch it and run for 75 and run through <laughs> half our defense and score too. So I don't know. I honestly, I wish I had an answer. I think we'll, we'll be watching D coordinators try to figure that out all year. And you just have to hope that, uh, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense, they, they wake up, uh, uh, you know, with a sniffle or something. They just, they're not at 100% and can't play that well. Final question for A.J. Hawk, the former NFL linebacker, Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers. Who's your favorite defensive player to watch in the league right now, A.J.? Is there a guy that when you see him on a Sunday or Monday night, whatever it is, you're just like, I, I can't stop watching this guy because he's so much fun to watch on the defensive side of the ball? Man, that's a great question. There's there's a lot of guys that I really enjoy watching. I 
he's not playing anymore, but I tell you what, Kyle Vandenbosch was that guy for a long time for me. I got to play against him when he was in Detroit, and he is he had you, know, you hear about guys that have a high motor and chase the ball and are relentless, and that guy is the definition of relentless. He was fun to watch, but honestly, I mean, I, I enjoy watching. Um, the Smith brothers in Green Bay, those guys coming off the edge, I mean, I think they've changed how that defense looks and what they do. When you have two guys on the edge like that, that can affect the quarterback, it's tough. You can't really – you got to choose if you want to double one of them, and, and they're a lot of fun to watch. And I watch a lot of Green Bay games, obviously. I'm still friends with a lot of the guys and trainers, so I definitely recognize and see how great they are. And I, I like hearing, too, that they're both great leaders, too, and everyone likes to follow them, and, and they kind of set the tone on defense. AJ, we appreciate the time, man. We'll be watching your Packers this weekend against the Lions as they, I would imagine, uh, get off to a 2-0 and start on the season. Thanks so much for the time today, man. We look forward to talking with you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. You bet. That's AJ Hawk, former NFL linebacker, Super Bowl champion, joining us here on 101 ESPN.